Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, holy, you can steal. My soul test again, Jesus. Lord, my soul thirst to be uh, in your presence once again. I say thank you that I'm able to call you Father again this morning, that I am able to enter your gates with thanksgiving. I'm able to come into your courts with praises. Father, thank you for the privilege to worship you again this morning because you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Thank you for the privilege to worship your awesomeness, to magnify you as the great King of kings, Lord of lords, the glorified Lord forevermore. In the name of Jesus, you are who you are, O God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And because you remain the same, the Bible says that we can trust in you. Thank you for the privilege to put our trust in you again this morning in the name of Jesus. We thank you for a brand new year. Yes, Lord. Thank you for bringing us into a new year. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping us through uh, 2022. And now we are here in a brand new year. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because 2023 is not a new year to you. You are Alpha and Omega. You have seen every single day of this year. So we thank you for our studies this year. We thank you for the things that we will learn in your presence this year. We thank you for the fellowship that we will share this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask once again this morning, you were with us through 2022. We ask throughout 2023, Lord, every day that we are here, Lord, you will be with us. Your presence will guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. Your presence will transform us. Lord, make us new in your presence. Renew us in your presence, O God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, change our self-esteem. Lord, help us to know you better and better. In the mighty name of Jesus, let this year be the year where someone walks with you uh, deeply. We know you better and better this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, and according to the words of your servants, that this is our much fruit season. We pray this morning in our studies together, we declare that this is our most 
fruitful season. And you declared yesterday that we are extremely fruitful. We declare that this is our much fruit season. In our walk with you, it is our much fruit season. Lord, in our relationships, it is our much fruit season. In our careers, we declare it is our much fruit season. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for this wonderful privilege. We do not take it for granted. Thank you, Lord God, that we know you. We know you beyond the words of the pastor, beyond the words of the person speaking this morning. Father, thank you for the privilege to know you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. Let me specially say Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, It's our first devotional this year. We've been spending the last three days waiting in the presence of God and praying. And I hope that you add time in order to begin the year in the presence of God. We start, we take off quickly. Um, All through this year, I did promise as we round off last year that this year we will be doing an harmony, an harmony of the gospel, or you can call it an harmonized study of the gospel. And that's what we'll be doing this year. We want to do that. Uh, within the space of of um, six, seven to eight months, okay, we want to have time to study this, do a Bible commentary, and I will explain why we are doing it in time, and then um, we will then go back, okay. Now we will not be majorly studying anymore. We will be reading, and then we will read through the New Testament again from Matthew to the book of Revelation, but before we read the book of Revelation, we will read the book of Daniel, okay? So it promises to be a wonderful and fruitful year. Once again, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. I declare that this is your much fruit season in the mighty name of Jesus. In every area of your life, you experience much fruits. In the name of Jesus, remember, we have the word of prophecy. We have the word of prophecy. And what do we do with prophecies? We make warfare. In other words, we hold on to prophecy. I want you to hold on to this word. Much fruit. Extremely fruitful. Ah, Just picture. Picture Aaron's rod in the temple. And in one night, this dry rod that has been through the desert did not just only blossom, it budded. It budded, it brought out fruits, the fruit ripened. In other words, impossible. I pray that this year you will experience the impossible in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, you will be able to declare at the end of the year that I saw God all through this year. And God himself did it for me. 
in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, so let's start. Um, I will use today and possibly tomorrow as introductions, okay? And you will understand why. Harmony of the gospel, um, I think the first time I did this, I probably have been born again more than 20, 20 years. So an harmony of the gospel is not something that believers bother themselves doing at all. I'm not sure. I have, I have met very few Christians. I have maybe only those who go to Bible schools, maybe few pastors bother to do an harmony of the gospel. And you will, you will, soon, you will soon understand why it is important to do an harmonized study of the gospel. Okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay? Very, very, very important. So today, I will just talk about a few things we will use in our applications as we study uh, do, as we study um, all through this year. Uh, remember that majorly what we are doing is what we call hermeneutics. Okay? In Bible school, we call this hermeneutics. And hermeneutics is simply the principle of biblical interpretation. Okay, so I'm taking you to Bible school. <laughs> it is simply the principle of biblical interpretation. Hermeneutics is the study of the principles, the method, okay, we use in interpreting our Bible. Okay, many Christians do not realize that the Bible is not written in black and white as much as they think. Okay, they think that reading the Bible is just reading the words of the Bible. And that's why the Bible is boring to most people. Um, their Bible is sometimes their sleeping sickness, their sleeping dose. All they have to do if they want to go to bed is read the Bible. Okay, before they read a few lines or sentences or paragraphs, they are asleep, okay? It should not, it should not be. The Bible is interesting, okay? So, uh, we will be doing hermeneutics. Why do we need to interpret uh, the Bible? Why do we need to do Bible hermeneutics? Why should every Christian do Bible hermeneutics? Ah, because there are many opposing views to the words of the Bible. When we do an harmonized study, now you will understand what I'm talking about. I'm even very sure that 99.9999999999% of the people listening to me this morning would not have seen all the things. They've been reading their Bible all through this year. But for the first time, you will see some things and marvel, how did that happen? <laughs> all right so there will there are opposing views in fact if most christians realize how we came to have the bible in our hands most christians will backslide <laughs> and that is why it is very important that you know god for yourself okay so we will be interpreting we'll be using bible hermeneutics to interpret the bible now, um, usually in Bible school, we say that there are three levels of biblical interpretation. The first level 
is to say what you think the Bible, the Word of God is saying. To say what you think it is saying. The problem is that um, just saying what you think the Bible is saying is not good enough. Why? You can be sincerely wrong. You can be sincerely wrong or be sincerely mistaken. And as we do an harmonized study, you will see that there are many things you never paid attention to. You were sincerely mistaken. And that's to an extent is fine, right? Uh But when you are now teaching it on the pulpit or passing on that knowledge to to other people, ah, you are distorting the word of God. There's next level. There are three levels. The next level is saying what you want the Bible to, to say. What you want the Bible to say. We call this one hypocrisy in Bible school. And many Christians do this. In fact, many pastors do this. You read a verse, you read a scripture, and you make it. You, you make that scripture to say what you want it to say. No, that's not what we're doing as we do hermeneutics and we do study. Okay? The third one is to say exactly what the Bible says. Okay? This is, we call this Bible integrity. It is to say exactly what the Bible says. Very important. Okay? So, we will be reading the words, doing Bible commentary, We'll be studying together. So we'll look at what Matthew said about this event. Um, Does Mark say the same thing? Uh, Luke say the same thing? Or did John say the same thing? If there are differences, how do we explain that? Okay, very important. Uh, The next thing is to understand the text when we read our Bible and try to understand it. We call this the tax of the interpreter. This is where we, we talk about Bible exegesis. Bible exegesis. Don't worry, you are hearing big words today, hermeneutics, exegesis. And basically, it's just words to help you, okay, just discovering what the Bible is about, okay? So, the tax of, in as we read our Bible this morning, is to understand the intention of the words of the Bible. So, in Bible study, in Bible school, they like using Latin, okay? So, we have these three Latin words. We call it ipsissimus, ipsissimus vox, ipsissimus verbal, and ipsissimus intendibat. I say them again, ipsissimus vox, Ipsissimus verbal and Ipsissimus intendibat. And let me explain quickly. Ipsissimus vox is the voice, essentially the voice of Jesus, because what we are studying in the gospel is the life, literally the life of Jesus. Okay? So, are we listening to the voice of Jesus? That's the question we will need to answer this morning. And when you read the Bible with just the understanding that this is the voice of Jesus, okay? Maybe you have been reading it like that. 
Ah, you will see that you can get into some some um, little troubles here and there. And then the other one is Ipsisimus verbal. The words that we are, are reading, okay? The voice of Jesus is different. The voice of Jesus, in other words, are you hearing Jesus? Jesus' voice as you are reading it. Or Ipsisimus verbal. The words of Jesus. Are these the words of Jesus as Jesus spoke them? Okay? Remembering the context in the time in which the Gospels were given to us, they were barely writing materials. I think if Jesus is alive today going around, <laughs> we will not miss anything, right? <laughs> we have phones that we can just put in front of him like this and we will record exactly every word he said. They didn't have that during that time, okay? Many times, Jesus, when he was speaking, uh, there were no microphones. Uh -huh. He spoke maybe on mountains and spoke to thousands of people who were before lakes speaking to thousands of people they understood him okay for those who listen to him they perfectly understood him so if sisimas verbal these the words of jesus and the last one is if sisimas intend but and this is the one we pay attention to this is the intention the intention what was G what did jesus intend when he gave this word when you pay attention to that, then you will see the differences, the variants sometimes. Okay, as you read the same event, Matthew is listening to it, Mark is listening to the same event, and they are able to come up with, with different explanation. You realize that it is very, very possible if Sisimus intend about what was the intention when jesus shared this if you pay attention to it that way you realize that there is nothing there is nothing missing there and now from tomorrow i'll give us examples okay examples we'll look at specific scriptures we'll look at specific events before we start before we start reading very important that we pay we paid we paid attention to that now, an harmonized study is simply taking Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and comparing the words that they wrote to us about the life of Jesus. Okay? About the life of Jesus. Very, very, very important. Now, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we called the synoptic gospel the synoptic gospel the synoptic gospel essentially optics in other words they are seen from the same point of view okay so majorly matthew mark luke matthew mark and luke essentially have similar stories they include many of the same story often similar sequence okay we pay attention we call them the synoptic gospel and then we have the book of the book of john okay um 
we do this because uh, there are key attacks against the Bible. Most Christians, okay, can't stand to defend the Bible, okay? So, um, why we do? Why do we do hermeneutics? Why do we do Bible exegesis? Okay, so that we can defend the faith that we are standing for. Not only that, we know the words of God for ourselves. And I'm telling you, there are many attacks against the Bible from within and from without. Okay, there are those, especially the Muslim faith, for example, who take the word of God, take the Bible and begin to point out things that if you have never seen them before, I'm telling you, they can make your faith shake. But we will have answers. We will have answers this morning. Okay? Very important. Important. So I said Matthew, Mark, Luke are what we refer to as the synoptic gospel. And then we have John. We understand this morning, and we'll be rounding off shortly, that the way these authors, okay, four different authors write, their intention, okay, is to write about the life of Jesus. But they come at it in different ways, okay, paying attention, okay, to the individuals. Matthew, for example, was a tax collector, so most likely would have been educated. Mark was a young man, okay, a young man, and so um, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in his life reflects that, okay. Mark was actually the first gospel, the first gospel that was written, okay. And then you had, you had, you had um, Luke. Luke was a doctor, okay, sound, well educated, and you will see. A style of writing. It tells us right from the from the beginning that look, what I have done is gathering all of what I have had, what have been passed on to us by the apostles. I have gathered everything together. So you will notice that the book of Luke sometimes is literally a putting together of everything you have in in Matthew and Mark, all put together. Okay, very, very, very important. We pay attention to all of this. Now, how are we going to do this? Uh, this wonderful study, this harmonized study. Um, so, essentially, what I will do is we'll take the event. We will not be reading it sequentially. Okay, from Matthew on to Mark and then to Luke. No, we will take the events in the life of Jesus. And then we will check out, is there an harmony? For example, uh, many people do not realize that <laughs> Mark literally, okay, omits everything about the childhood of Jesus. Okay? The birth, the infancy, the adolescence of Jesus, all of that, Mark, Mark literally omits. Okay? Even John, John barely, okay, in John chapter 1, beyond John barely gave anything to, to mention, okay, about the, the, the infancy or the coming of Jesus. Just barely, okay, you want to pay attention to that. And so if your intention was to learn about the baby Jesus, 
the life of Jesus. Okay, you want to go to Matthew and Luke. Okay, so this is why the synoptic gospels, this uh, sorry, an harmony of the of the gospel is very, very, very important. Matthew, for example, focuses on telling us what Jesus said. If you want to pay attention to what Jesus said, then you want to read the book of Matthew. And so in the book of Matthew, you see many, okay, there are many teachings, sermons in the book of Matthew. He pays particular attention to that. So, in fact, there are five major sermons in the book of Matthew. We will look at that, okay? Each one, okay? So, when we finish our harmonized study and we start reading the book of Matthew later in the year, I would, I would separate this. Matthew pays attention to that. Very different from John. John, of course, was, was someone very close to Jesus. So, he focused on telling us about Jesus and having experienced Jesus in person experienced the resurrected Jesus. Okay, um, no, John literally presents Jesus to us as the Son of God. Yes, that is essentially the the goal, the intention of the gospel of the gospel of John. It is presenting Jesus to us as the Son of God, and it is the last gospel. And you will see that there are many attacks that come against the Bible telling us that Luke, John simply was just creating things, okay? Just creating words. Uh, because these things were not mentioned in, in, in Mark, who was the first one written, and then Matthew, and eventually Luke, many of them were not mentioned there, okay? We pay attention that today that these people were writing with their different with their different style of writing. Luke, like I said, simply gathered every single thing, every single thing that was out there. He put everything together and then shares them shares them with us. Now the question is, can we trust that this is the words? And this is the word of God. Can we trust that these are the words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? You would have heard me, okay, all through last year as we studied, that I will speak in instances where there is a disagreement about who wrote, who wrote a particular book. I have explained again the letters of Paul, for example, were the first were the first um, manuscripts that we'll have. They were the first written, the first letters, okay, written in the Bible that we have in our Bible, even though they are towards the end. They were the first written before we have the book of Mark and then the book of Matthew and Luke and then John. Can we trust that these are the words of the writer, okay? So, part of what we do in Bible school is to pay attention to how the Bible got to us in terms of the manuscripts. When these guys were writing, they wrote on parchments, they wrote on very few you know, papers, okay? Papers were very expensive at that time, okay? And these things were then passed down. Just imagine now you can walk into a shop 
to buy your Bible. Okay? They didn't have that then. <laughs> they didn't have that then. Okay? So, um, and in passing that down, okay, so one of the things you will learn about, about our own Bible is that there was free transmission. There was free transmission, especially during the periods of, of when the emperors began to come one by one, Nero. We studied that. I mentioned that in the book of, when we studied the book of Revelation. And then you had Titus and his son who persecuted the church. Okay, so in order that the people will have the word of God, they allowed them copy the Bible. And in copying the Bible, many errors, many errors entered the Bible. However, my pastor, Pastor Sam Adeyemi, will say again and again, the fact that there is the counterfeit, if you want to call it that, the fact that you have one where there is error in it is proof that there is original okay there is the original word that was spoken and that's why i said we pay attention to ipsissimus intendabat what was the intention when these words were given to us okay so what has happened to the christian faith is that you will realize that manuscripts have been found. You have not been paying attention to it. Well, now we will do. You will see manuscripts have been found and you will have these annotations at the bottom of your Bible clearly written there telling you that this was not in this particular Bible or this was not previously in the Bible or they have removed this one from the Bible. So let me quickly give you one. For example, if I told you to open to the book of John, John chapter 5, verse 4, if you were reading the King James Version, you will find John chapter 5, verse 4. Okay? But if you were reading the NIV or the New Living Translation, we will be using the NIV during our studies this year. We've read the Bible through the last two years using the New Living Translation. So let's use the NIV this year. You know, you will find that it goes from John chapter 5. Okay, so let's, let's even do it practically. You know, it literally goes from John chapter 5, um, from verse 4, and skips. It skips and jumps straight to, uh, to verse 6. So please... Open your Bibles to John chapter 5. John chapter 5 verse 4. If you were reading the King James, you will find that it says that for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. That's John chapter 5 verse 4. When you read... <laughs> other versions okay you will not find john chapter 5 verse 4 okay it does go here for, for verse 3 from verse 3 john chapter 5 the niv says here a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind the lame the paralyzed and then it skips on to verse, verse 5 one who was there had been an invalid for 30 
eight years. It skips John chapter five. John chapter um, John chapter. It, it skips verse four. If you have a, if you are using the Bible where they they put those annotation here, they would have told you that some manuscripts include here. Okay, this portion that we read about an angel troubling the water. Later, in other words, the manuscripts were found out and it turned out that, look, someone mistakenly added that. So we will see all of that, okay, as we do an harmonized study. But it is not something that should shake your faith. It is proof that what we have is the original. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about studying my Bible this year. Uh, Let's pray as we go. Father, we thank you. Thank you that we are here again in your presence to learn, to learn. I want you to pray today. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me the spirit of revelation as I read my Bible throughout this year. Lord, let the word of God open to me. Let me understand it and let me know you better and better. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.